0: to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for reason converts and season fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Helika, And welcome to the show. Today we are doing an episode that we've been <laughs> wanting to or like needing. I don't know if needing oh, is the word. We've but. had it on
1: the list as a possible episode to do for a very long time and just like haven't gotten around to it because it's a revisit to a very old episode original founding episode yes which i think
0: is very funny and timely because uh this week as an april fool's prank our discord pretended that it was 2018 for the day like go back to when the show started and everyone was talking in the episode discussion about the first 10 episodes and like all these groups that had debuted in the April of 2018. And it was really cute and very fun. So this feels very timely to go back and yeah, do it.
1: It does.
0: Um, but yeah, Always we in sync. <laughs> this episode we are redoing the sixth episode of this show, which episode. is called K Pop Inc., so this will be K-pop Inc. Redux uh, redo, <laughs> And episode uh episode six. Yes, because this is an episode that weirdly has been like uh dislike bombed on our (laughs) youtube channel uh this episode made people really mad okay boomer yes okay
1: boomer about it (laughs) (laughs) that's the one and only time that's ever happened in my life and it made me laugh so hard that i liked it
0: But I guess our first episode was not comprehensive enough, and people were upset that we didn't make a bigger deal about Big Hit because Big Hit was still like becoming a very big deal mm. at the moment we were recording. And so then a couple yes. years later, someone was really mad, and we were like, But this episode was recorded in 2018, and they said, Okay, Boomer. <laughs> So we'll try to write some wrongs today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I, not, we're just, we're not writing wrongs. We're updating. Updating. I mean, K-pop, as we always say, is like a living, breathing thing that is growing and changing constantly. So like looking back now, if you were to listen to that episode, it is out of date. Like that's just a fact. True. The companies have changed they've merged, they've grown, they've rebranded, like, and newer companies, like, K-pop now is a more fertile landscape, let's say, and so at the beginning of K-pop, it kind of did only have room for these big three, but now there's way more space for smaller companies to get a little piece of it, so we're just updating. K-pop is a new world now. It's been, like, five years or whatever, so, whatever. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So we're just going to go through (laughs) some major K-pop companies in chronological order of when they were started Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about who started them and what kind of groups they have and if the company itself has like a distinct brand or sound Mm -hmm. or vibe or whatever so that you can kind of tell them apart and like know the history and what have you. exactly. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, this episode includes a lot of information from another episode that we did. I can't remember the number now, but it was called establishing artists and it was Mm. about the first group at every company. Yes. So this is just, like, an extension of that
1: and, like, I don't know, whatever. We've talked about companies. We've talked about a lot of things a lot of times. Well, yeah, we've got over 200 episodes (laughs) now. So some of this information will not be new, but it is a newly comprehensive list of major K-pop companies as it stands now in April 2023. If you are listening to this not in April 2023 – Don't come for us (laughs) because we don't know what the future's like. Okay, this is what it's like now. Yes, calm down and listen to the rest. But I did listen
0: to episode six to prepare for this, so anything that was like incorrect or needed to be updated, like I will note it. We'll make corrections. We're good journalists. (laughs) All right, so let's get started. So the first company, because it was founded the oldest, is SM Entertainment which was founded in 1989 and the founder of SM is Lee Soo-man And in the sixth episode, I said that Lee Suman was the only CEO of the big three who had not been a K-pop star. Lies! (laughs) (laughs) I learned, and I like knew this, but I didn't at the time, that Lee Suman debuted as a solo singer in 1977. Oh, damn. And I have a little clip so you can hear how good he sings. This clip is in black and white. Oh my God, look at his hair! (laughs) And this is his song, "Happiness." Oh,
1: this is a big band. I love
0: it But I love it.
1: He's actually a good singer. You had to you can't I mean, of fake course. being a good singer yeah, in the yeah, 70s. Yeah. No, you could not <laughs> fake it. That definitely had to be live and that was smooth as butter and honestly not surprised. Yeah, like that's what SM is known for is like good quality vocals. So it so. doesn't shock me. <laughs> That he's a good singer. Yeah.
0: So he actually released nine albums between 1977 and 1989. And one of the first records that SM ever printed was his album New Age in 1989. So he did release at least one of his own albums under
1: his own company. Nice. I feel like you got to.
0: Yeah. I mean, why not? Um, Lisa Mon went to college at CSU Northridge here in California, and he was inspired by American artists, particularly Michael Jackson. And he wanted to just become a music mogul. Mm, He was like,
1: I, this is my thing and I'm going to do it. I mean, especially if you go to college in Southern California, right. That's the place for sure. (laughs) That's the place to do it.
0: So Lee soo is like definitely the mastermind behind a lot of SM's like very ambiguous co- mm. ambiguous ambitious, ambitious ambiguous <laughs>
1: that's not incorrect
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> all the wild concepts of like the original concept for Super Junior and EXO and NCT and all of these things are like and, his uh, brainchild, etc. Yes, <laughs> he comes up with all of the ideas, um, and he is also an international criminal. <laughs>
1: Um, he is not the only criminal on this absolutely list. Absolutely not. Absolutely
0: not. But uh, he loves stealing money. He's just, uh, he's a little thief. Um, <laughs> he was sentenced to prison in 2004 for embezzling and we talked in the Just a little thief. <laughs> we talked in the 2002 episode about how he had fled the country and got yeah. like <clears throat> Interpol had to find him. <laughs> Very serious. And he was also listed in the Panama Papers, which were was this huge leak of people who would like do, done offshore tax avoiding. Mm. So he's just a little... He's, just, he's a, just a little thief. He's just a little thief. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the funny thing is is that Lee Suman was only the CEO of SM until 1995. Hmm. And then he just like had an ambiguous like creative director kind of position sure and he was he left the executive board in 2010 Hmm. but according to every sm artist i've ever watched talk about things in documentaries or whatever like he was still like in charge yeah yeah yeah, totally everything has to go through and be approved by lee suman even Mm -hmm. though he doesn't have like a real
1: job. Absolutely. It's wild. But it's his it's his company. It's his company. Yeah. He has <laughs> to approve everything for sure. And he is very involved. Yes. Like he was at the Super M concert that we went to yeah. here in LA. Like He's definitely not a hands-off kind of creative director, no matter what his title may or may not be.
0: Yeah. I definitely admit to having a soft spot for Lee Suman. Like, I don't know. There's something, like, very adorable, cringy dad about him that I just can't (laughs) help but love. Like, when he stands at the tunnel at the end of SM Town and he, like, makes everyone hug him and he, like, (laughs) seems so happy and proud of all his kids. I'm just like, oh, you. (laughs) You little thief. You little thief. Um, But he never had any children, uh, and his wife passed away a few years ago. But Sonny from Girls' Generation is his niece, and he also has a nephew from his wife's side that recently tried to completely undermine him and take everything away from him. Oops. Oops. Um, And a fun fact about Lee Suman is he has a block in Koreatown that is named after him. Uh they did it last year, I think. It's called Lee Soo-man Square.
1: Okay, I drove by that square the other day and I think it now says SM Entertainment Square. Oh no. I don't think it says <laughs> Lee Soo-man anymore. Oh no. And I was like, "Wait, was Lee Soo-man?" I was like stopped at the stoplight and I so I could see the sign and it said I think it says SM Entertainment Square now. And or maybe just I think it says SM. Okay. But I was like is Square Square somewhere else? But it's right there by the by, by the, the billboard. billboard. Yeah. yeah, and the building with the like SM mm-hmm. painted on the back. So I think they might have renamed it. Oh no, poor guy.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, SM owns a building on one of the corners of this little block. And they just recently started changing the poster mm-hmm. again because for like six years it was an exo call me baby. And it was
1: faded like nobody's (laughs) business. Like it was essentially black and white because it had been in the sun for so long. And there was just scaffolding like over the bottom of the building for all of those six years. Mm -hmm. And just recently they painted a pink Mural that on the back of the building that says SM on it. Mm-hmm. So, supposedly that building is supposed to be something soon, but it should be.
0: We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But that's some info about Lee Suman. Uh, but the first artist officially at SM was named Hyun Jin Young. Uh He debuted in 90, and we talked in that first establishing artist episode that, like, he more than so taiji or earlier than so taiji like kind of introduced like hip-hop and new jack swing mm. to korea mm-hmm. um but i don't uh, their most recent group is Espa, mm-hmm. who debuted in 2020 and there's always rumors about new groups sure we'll see um but obviously other notice notable artists from sm we have our originals hot and ses Boa, the creator of the mm-hmm. second generation, TVXQ, Super Junior Girls Generation, Shiny, XO, NCT, Red Velvet, like we all know yeah, about the SM, SM groups. <laughs> um, and like the sound of SM, I feel like, is very distinct in that like it's very polished mm-hmm. and it kind of always has been. Like, I think they're known for having like slick production and really good singers and like super good looking idols. Mm-hmm. And like, they kind of Set and perfectionist, the mold, yes. like
1: they're a very perfectionist company for sure. Especially in the way that the idols are trained, like media trained mm-hmm. and like, uh, yeah, they talk like, manners walk. And- Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> fr- from head to toe, like every detail, I feel like SM is a micromanaging type of company.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And a lot of the sound is established by two of their in-house producers, Kenzie, who has a whole episode of Mm -hmm. this show all about all of her work, and Yoo Young-jin, who probably will have an episode all about his work eventually. Eventually. (laughs) Uh, They've both written hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs for SM artists, and Yoo Young-jin himself did some solo work and some songs under SM. Kenzie never did, but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: those are kind of like the two main SM, people responsible for what i would think of as the sm sound sure um some other fun facts about sm so sm essentially like created the mold of how south korean music companies work mm-hmm. because lee suman's whole idea was like it needs to be a completely all-encompassing production house like we will do everything mm-hmm. and manage every single aspect of an artist's career instead of like shopping it out to other companies. we yeah. like, we're going to do everything,
1: including like training and growing the artists ourselves. Like we're going to select them. We're going to train them to be the kind of artists we want them to be. And then we're going to have singers and pro- or songwriters and producers and like publishers and whatever all in house so that we don't have to, I don't know, outsource, outsource to anybody yeah, else. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, SM culture and contents is a separate company or division that makes all of the TV shows, whether they're scripted, like to the beautiful you or reality shows. They've also put on musicals, not just the hologram Oz musical, although that
1: was definitely their crowning jewel. Yes. That was one (laughs) thing that I loved achievement.
0: That made me really happy in listening to the original episode of this is that we went on and on about how we would do anything to see Oz the Hologram musical,
1: which we did. We had seen that We did Metro. see it. We, we saw it, see and it. it was just as magical <laughs> and phenomenal and beautiful batshit bananas as we thought it would be yes (laughs) but in addition
0: to that they also like paid for chen's in the heights Mm, stint and like they've done other like musicals and whatever they do all kinds of stuff and they also manage a ton of like
1: actors and tv hosts Mm. and like almost every single one of these companies also has a whole list of actors and other entertainers and comedians that they also represent. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of them, I also saw that they'll like have listed as their artists, like the groups. And then sometimes they also list the, the individuals as songwriters, as producers, or Mm -hmm. as like artists themselves. So it's not, it's like for a lot of these companies, when we say oh they have these three groups or they have these five groups, it doesn't mean they only represent those people.
0: Yeah, there's usually especially a lot. for a
1: company as big as SM. Yeah,
0: there's so much other stuff going mm-hmm. on. Um, they own so many other crazy things. I just wrote down the culture and contents part, but like there's so many divisions of SM mm-hmm. um, and SM Town is the name the collective name of all of the people that Mm -hmm. uh perform for sm and they've done label concerts and albums we've done two episodes about all of the sm town like family albums that feature everybody at the same time and also sm as a company has an official color which is pink Mm -hmm. it's a lovely light pink and they i don't know who started it i'm sure they did but like Pink blood is like (laughs) something that people who like SM are like, oh, I'm pink blood. Love it. Um, So dramatic. So dramatic. (laughs) And recently, there was a very big shareholder fight that was in the news. And I didn't even try to begin to understand what was happening because – a, I really don't care about rich people fighting about who gets more of the money that they didn't do anything to earn. Sure. I don't fucking care, but I know it was really complicated and there was a lot of moving parts, but Tamar Herman, K-pop journalist made so many videos and wrote really in-depth articles explaining the whole thing. So go to her page, let her explain it to you because I can't,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's
0: settled now, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but they like everyone's saying like Lee Soo really out this time. We'll see.
1: (laughs) We'll see.
0: And my final note on SM is in the previous episode we talked about the SM Coex, which was a very big building at the Coex Mall in Gangnam, and it had an SM Museum and the holographic theater and all the cool stuff. They lost that lease a couple years ago, and it is gone. So sad. Um, But they do have another SM building with a cafe that you can visit. If you ever do go to Korea, you can go to the SM town cafe and have an expensive NCT branded cupcake. (laughs) And like, maybe you'll see someone. Um, And they also said during the SM town Kwangya new year show that they were opening new SM town experiences in different cities. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Supposedly we're getting one in LA.
0: I mean, that's gotta be what that building is for, but we'll
1: see. Again, we'll see. we'll see. It had a "Call Me Baby" poster on it for six yeah. years. <laughs> like, no.
0: I feel like I will say, as an SM stan, like that's one of I think one of the biggest characteristics of SM is making lofty promises oh, that yeah. do not come true. No,
1: to be an SM <laughs> stan, you have to. We'll see is the mantra yes. of our fandom. <laughs> like it just is like, Oh, EXO come back. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> like We'll just we'll fucking see. see. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's all there is.
0: <laughs> so there you go. That's SM. Next on the list is DSP media, which was founded in 1991. And the CEO or the founder of DSP media was named Lee Ho-yeon. Um, and he actually went to school to be a PE teacher hmm. and was a PE teacher, a high school PE teacher for a while. And then he started working at a company called Hanbat Communications in 1981. And at that job, he ended up being a manager for Sobangcha. Hey. Which was the boy group from the 80s that sang fun songs and they were like dancing. Kind of the first fun.
1: boy band. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, he, as we talked about in the establishing artist episode, he basically like, so Bang Chao was like done. And then when Lee Ho Yun started this company, he was like, come on, so Bang Chao, let's make another album. I have a new company. Mm -hmm. And so that's how that went. Um, and Lee Hyo- ho actually died in 2018, but he's remembered as, like, a workaholic who had a great eye for finding new talent. Mm. And the artists who work under him say that he was, like, endlessly supportive and encouraging and very convincing. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of them said that, like... They didn't want to be singers. They didn't feel like they could be. And he was very much like, no, no, like we can do this. Like there was one Finkel member who was like, I don't know. I kind of like just want to get married and be a mom. And he was like, you can always get married. Like you can only be an (laughs) idol one time. And that he was like, that's not
1: mm, inaccurate. It's not
0: inaccurate. (laughs) Um, he received a popular culture and arts award from the president in 2015, um, but unfortunately, he had a brain hemorrhage in March of 2010, and his wife took over the company, which we talked ah, about yes. in the Kara and S 501 episodes because that takeover caused so many problems mm-hmm. for DSP because the wife, like, didn't run the company the same way. And it also came out after he died that she had, like, made his step like her daughter his stepdaughter like given her some kind of like fake high up position and oh. she was getting paid a lot and like I don't know. She didn't run the company good so people say it was like because he got sick yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. downfall of DSP um and he was like bedridden and in and out of comas for like mm. 8 years and he passed away in 2018 Um, but I also read that like when he first got sick, uh, Finkel like came and sang at his bedside and stuff. So like, he seems like he was loved by his artists. Uh, but DSP was like a very big deal. Like in the first gen, if like, if we're talking second, third gen, it's big three in the first gen, there was SM and DSP and Mm -hmm. that was kind of it Yeah, because DSP had clickbee and Finkel and like sexies and all of this stuff. And S
1: 501 yeah. yeah. And they were founded in 1991. So like, it's not, it, it is a few years. Like the first, I guess, like five years of the first gen, they're literally the only two companies that exist. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, Their first group, though, I thought this was really interesting and I wanted to look into them someday. But so Cha was like their legacy group. But the first group that DSP debuted was called Dim. And it's spelled Z-A-M. Zam. Zam. It was supposed to be like Jam, but like with a Z. Oh, sure. And this was a five-member group, four boys and one girl. Mm. And all of the pictures that were on their fan wiki, the boys were shirtless. And the girl was like standing in the middle in like a jean jacket. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I want to see what the deal with Jam is. (laughs) Wow, what a vibe. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) but the most successful group at DSP is probably sex because Mm. like that was like HOT rival. Like that's like, there was only two companies and like, uh, but, uh unfortunately li ho yan got like blamed for sex keys breaking up Mm. and got a lot of hate for it and later like sex keys was like he didn't do it (laughs) like we were all we all hated each other or whatever their deal was (laughs) um the most recent group to debut at dsp media is a boy group called mire and i think they debuted last year
1: i think that sounds
0: right um, and as I mentioned, some of their other groups, ClickBee, Finkel, SS501, Cara, mm-hmm. and Card. And the sound of DSP Media, uh, something, one commonality that I found was Sweet Tune. Mm. And Sweet Tune is a 12-member production team but Han Jae-ho and Kim Sung-soo are kind of thought of as the main two, mm. like the leaders of this yeah. production team. And those two actually started at SM and wrote milk songs. Mm. I love milk songs, so <laughs> good stuff. And they were recruited to DSP by Lee ho to help with the rebranding of Kara, mm. which we also loved. Yes, and we talked about in the Kara episode that they were... There was a shift
1: mm-hmm. early
0: in Kara to figure out what they were, so that was sweet too. And who did that? And while they definitely write for a lot of companies, they're not like exclusive in-house yeah. DSP people. They wrote most of the hits for Kara Double S Five O One and Rainbow, so I think of them as associated. You know, totally. Um, a few other things about DSP media that were interesting. One of the things was that they have almost zero artists who use stage names. That is interesting. Yeah. Sex, Sfinkel, Kara, all All real names. names. Hmm. Card. Yes. Their card has like BM.
1: And Joseph. I don't think his,
0: Joseph is is probably not his name.
1: (laughs) Joseph. That's definitely not his name. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so that, I
0: thought that was an interesting fact. <laughs> um, but DSP Media was bought by RD, RBW last year. Yeah, I put that
1: on the list, so more on that in a more moment. More
0: on RBW in a minute. But that's DSP, like the second major
1: mm-hmm. label ever. The second established company.
0: <laughs> Next in line, we have YG Entertainment, founded in 1996 by Yang Hyun Suk. And YG comes from his nickname, which is Yang mm-hmm. So that's sure named after him. That's what people do. <laughs> um, and Yang Suk was a member of Sotaijin Boys, and he also put out solo albums under YG in the 90s. And uh, as noted the first time that we talked about this, he's a creep. <laughs> um,
1: he- I honestly, when you said his name, I almost went, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I literally just, cause I'm going to talk a little bit more about him later, but I read an article and that was like about his interaction with this other guy on the list. And the entire article was just about everybody talking like all these different quotes from idols he's worked with and like people on the production team of this company and like people who just happened to be in the room and saw this interaction and every single person was like, yeah, YG is just a dick. Yeah. Like he's an asshole he and seems he's rude like a mean and he speaks person. poorly to people. And like, that's just who he is. He's hard to work with. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. That's the entire article it was just like, this guy sucks. Yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> Um, And one of the sucky things that he did is that he married one of his own artists after purposefully tanking her group, Sweetie, because he didn't want them to be popular and he didn't want to share her. And also, he met her when she was a child, so barf. They have two daughters, whatever. He's nasty. And he's also a criminal and a worse one than Lee Suman, I think. Uh, He had to step down from his job at YG in 2019 because of his involvement in Burning Sun Mm -hmm. and threatening people Mm -hmm. and all kinds of bad things. He was recently acquitted and is back at it. But like, boo.
1: Yeah, there's a whole I mean, there's just like a whole list of criminal charges. And then like the whole Burning Sun thing is its own like massive story. That we're not going to go into. So just know that YG is a criminal in a class that is, I think, I agree with you, different from the other criminals on this list. Because like I said, there's multiple (laughs) criminals on this list. Corporate higher ups tend to be criminals. (laughs) And that's true in K-pop as well. But this guy (laughs) is like evil yeah. <laughs> like i don't know like this this guy's worse
0: He's <laughs> this, no good just, this guy's worse no good mm, but why anyway. y- but yg's first group was called keep six okay uh and their most successful group is probably a toss-up between big bang and blackpink maybe blackpink because of just time wise has probably made more money at this yeah, point in like a shorter
1: period of time too and but yeah, I don't know. Most successful group is like a hard thing. Right. To quantify. I like wrote it
0: down. But then I was like, man, yeah. you didn't
1: even mention it for SM. <laughs> because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's
0: XO. I don't know. I truly don't know. Yeah.
1: But maybe it's like. Maybe boa it's, or tvxq I don't or like I, I, don't, no, I, don't I don't know i don't know whatever i was trying and to... i didn't look into anybody's like profit margins right. or like I how much care. money are these companies worth like i don't fucking i care. don't know or care it doesn't mean anything to me money is just numbers in a computer i just want to watch people dance <laughs> i just want to okay. watch them dance do the dance boys <laughs> Uh,
0: The most recent group at YG is an upcoming girl group called Baby Monster that is going to debut at some point this year. They are currently doing a reality show about their formation that is also mean. Mm, (laughs) Sure. And uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But some other notable artists from YG, one time was like their first-gen boy band, uh, Jin Yushan, like a rap duo, Seven, who was like Rain's rival. Mm-hmm.
1: We just talked about him just in our talked about Time his debut. episode.
0: 21, Akmu, Treasure. Mm-hmm.
1: And as you already said, Big Bang and Blackpink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So the sound of YG, I feel like more than most companies is definitely very like hip hop focused. Absolutely. That's what they make. Um, And I think someone who's very responsible for YG sound is Teddy. Mm -hmm. And Teddy was a member of one time who started by, like, writing lyrics for one time and for Jin and then eventually just started making and producing way more. And so he's the lead producer of every single To Anyone and Blackpink album. Mm -hmm. And he, a couple of years ago, got his own little sub-label at YG called The Black Label. Yeah.
1: And that has a lot of soloists on it. Like, I know, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I know of, like, a few different, like, boy groups that where the members have like left their companies and they signed on to label the
0: big bangs that are left are at black label. now. Yeah, for sure. Um, some other interesting facts about YG, they have two exclusive dance teams, which I think is interesting Hmm. because not a lot of companies do that. A lot of companies like there are dance teams and then the companies like Mm -hmm. hire them, but YG has their own dance companies. One is called high tech, and the other one is called Crazy and Crazy is Only Girls. Oh, interesting. Uh, YG's family thing is called YG Family. Mm-hmm. And they released their first album in 1999. And those are like compilation rap albums. They all featured like G-Dragon before he was in Big Bang, like mm-hmm. Kid G-Dragon. He and He was like 13. Yeah, wild stuff. Um, and they've done 11 YG Family concerts all throughout okay. history. Uh, YG also has their own uh, training academy Mm. called X Academy, where they train people and they aren't necessarily YG trainees. It's like a step before getting accepted. I saw that in a a couple
1: other companies too. They have like training camps, but those trainings are not necessarily like the company. Officially hired trainees. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and YG is famous for publicly fighting with TV stations. Um, they got in a big... I feel like they're
1: famous for just, like, getting into trouble. Trouble. <laughs> like, they're just famous for being... We said that they're in the, the bad first kids. episode. They're, they're the, ki- the bad they're the kids, kids at the table. They're are smoking in the bathroom and, like, spray painting the yeah. wall. They're all wearing their leather jackets <laughs> and they don't go to the pep rallies. Like, exactly. That's YG. <laughs> so they got in a fight with Mnet, even though...
0: Both companies own shares in each other, like YG owns a piece of Mnet Mm -hmm. and Mnet owns a piece of YG, Okay, but they got in a fight over something years ago, and so YG artists do not appear on Mnet.
1: Right. That's why they're never like the mamas and stuff.
0: Yeah. They also protested SBS in 2004 because we sung, Uh, like they didn't approve one of his songs for
1: air broadcast, broadcast broad-ca- or something and so yg
0: broadcast broadcast,
1: broadcast.
0: <laughs> and so yg was just like fuck y'all and so they didn't do sbs for a long time and then they started beefing with kbs in 2010 <laughs> just because knocking them off the list. <laughs> <laughs> because 21 wasn't winning awards and they like didn't win and they weren't like winning mamas or whatever. So, no YG artists have appeared on KBS since 2010, except for G Dragon on a single episode of Sketchbook. Wow. Beef. Beef.
1: Petty, <laughs> petty beef.
0: <laughs> and, like, yeah, my last note is that it's a generally very drama filled company yeah. with drugs and sex crimes and YG himself being mean and ruthless and just like fucking shit up by mm. being an asshole. Like, yep. Mix Nine never debuted because of his crimes. Like, Treasure's debut got pushed back because of his crimes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trouble. Trouble. Ugh. So there you go. That's why changed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Onto a very different side of the cafeteria. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so next up is
0: JYP, which was founded in 1997 by Park Jin Young. And Park Jin Young debuted as a soloist in 1994 after previously having a band called the Park Jin Young Experience. <laughs> then he became solo. <laughs> Still tours on its own. (laughs) Absolutely, he does. (laughs) He has released eight full albums and 17 singles between 1994 and 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, And JYP is generally regarded as like, everyone's cringy uncle that they're like very
1: embarrassed by even though some people hear that hear us say that and they're like what's the deal with all the jyp hate and it's like i don't know man we don't hate jyp we just think he's very silly he like, just gives just me
0: secondhand a embarrassment silly
1: person i can't yeah. quantify it for you he,
0: <laughs> yeah he's never he doesn't have like crime scandals or whatever he might be in a
1: cult it's never been proven <laughs> okay interesting um, no criminal charges no though. criminal charges um <laughs> and he
0: did get like a lot of like weird flack in his early days for like being outwardly sex positive mm, mm-hmm. like people were like you can't talk about that naughty stuff yeah jyp and like his idols get sex ed yeah mm-hmm. which um, is very smart it is very smart they
1: don't have dating scandals or sex scandals true or unplanned pregnancies at jyp
0: yeah yeah,
1: I think that's true. Chan mm.
0: Chansong did have a shotgun wedding, but he's well, old now, so I guess that's He fine.
1: was, yeah, he went <laughs> after the military, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> 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 anyway,
0: uh, but his artists do seem to love him, like, in a way that they also seem weirdly embarrassed by him. Totally. But, like, <laughs> but they love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He has been married twice and he has two daughters and he was the first K-pop CEO to really try and break into the U.S. We talked about this in our K-pop in America and Wonder Girls episodes Mm -hmm. because it was a very uh, mediocre level of success and it was mostly just legal and financial trouble for him. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't go well. One of the things I saw on a fan wiki was that like people think of JYP as being a person who like kind of constantly just misses the mark a little bit. Mm. Like he tries things too early or like there's stories of him like passing on artists who go on to be oh, like yeah. very famous or like JYP is just always like a step behind mm-hmm. or like he made just the wrong decision yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, our first uh, a correction from last time is that we said that uh, Rain was the first artist at JYP, and that mm. is not true. It was a solo gal named Pearl okay. who was first actually, but Rain was probably the first like major major hit. The most recent group to come out of JYP is Nmixx, a girl group. And obviously some other notable JYP artists. You've got Rain, the Wonder Girls, Miss A, 2PM, 2 2AM, 2 Got7, Twice, Stray Kids. Itsy. Itsy. And I think that's...
1: That sounds like all
0: of them. That sounds like about the right. I probably missed someone important. Maybe not. I don't know. Those are the JYP people. We'll
1: find out in the comments. <laughs> someone will come and get Yeah, they sure Don't will. worry. <laughs>
0: um, the sound of JYP is very funny to me because <laughs> the sound of JYP is JYP.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also literally JYP, JYP. Yes, because <laughs> everyone at JYP sings like him. Because I think that he is a, he is a CEO who is even more hands deeply on. hands-on. Like he may, everyone sings like JYP because I he think like he does the vocal, vocal training coach. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. he is so heavily involved in debuts and comebacks usually. Mm-hmm. And you can tell if a song is his, if he whispers JYP in the intro. Yes, And he also usually is singing the backup vocals totally. on songs that he wrote himself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just recently, I don't remember why we were talking about this, but we sun debut was on an episode of something that we just recently did. And he is involved in every single aspect. He did the backing vocals. He wrote the song, he produced it, he composed it. He did the backing instruments he like directed the music video like it's like jyp by jyp for jyp yes. with jyp like Jacobs, JYP. Exactly. Exactly. yes exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly so that's the sound the sound is his and what do you it to be <laughs> uh jyp has three sub labels now that like this is an interesting thing of these like sub labels and the only way that i can understand it is from my experience in the entertainment industry, like working at a podcast company that got bought several Mm -hmm. times is like one of the people that bought us was like very hands-off and was like, here's money for whatever you want to do. We'll leave you alone. Some of the other companies were like, we're changing everything and we are in charge now. So like, I don't know, it's all very dependent on how Mm -hmm. each company works, but usually a sub label is like, we're putting this team in charge, and they get to decide the branding, and we'll just step back and pay for it or whatever you want. So they have J-Tune, which I thought was Rain's, but it's not. I can't remember who's at J-Tune. I didn't write it down.
1: We t- talked about J-Tune. But that name J-Tune. is so familiar to yeah, me. Yeah, we talked about J-Tune, like, in the Rain deep dive, I'm pretty sure. Now I have to Google it. It was founded by Rain. But it is a subsidiary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started, that's right, remember, because he started his own company. He left JYP and started J-Tune, but then, uh, and, like, they kept in touch or whatever, but then eventually, after he came out of the military, he sold J-Tune to JYP because <laughs> I think he couldn't afford it. Right. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it was started by Rain, but it is a subsidiary of JYP. Okay,
0: yes. And then they have Studio J, which does, like, Day 6 mm. and externary Heroes are extraordinary, extraordinary heroes
1: is. i think is
0: how you say but that. why is it just extinary that's how it's spelled is it it's just x d-i-n-a-r-y extinary oh <laughs> the straw is implied <laughs> um and then there's squad which is the newest one and it's spelled s-q-u-4-d four. Four <laughs> and this is uh There's a lady in charge of it, I think. The first woman to ever be in charge of anything at JYP. And she debuted at Mix.
1: Uh, Oh, okay, okay.
0: Uh, They also have branches in China, the U.S., Japan, and Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. and they own a bunch of stuff like KT Music and Naver Flow, which we talked about in the chart episode. They also have a publishing company and a TV and movie production studio because JYP has also released some dramas like Dream High and Dream Night and all of those
1: shows. And I'm pretty sure they're turning Dream High into like a stage musical. Ooh,
0: that'll be fun. Yeah,
1: I think I heard that a while ago
0: uh JYP's family thing is called JYP Nation. They've only done like 3 albums and 5 little concert tours as a group, mm-hmm. but they do do that as well. Um and something interesting about JYP, I didn't have time to like real dig in and fact check to see who was first. Maybe they were first, but 5 of the current JYP group were not five. Yeah, cuz 2PM still current. We're all formed yeah, on survival are. shows. <laughs> so I don't know if he was the first person to do that or not, but like a lot of his groups are like, we're going to have a TV show and then we're, you're going to watch us pick them. Interesting. And I feel like that endears people to groups more or just causes weird beef. Cause like one of the things that people say he fucked up is that saw me. John saw me did not get into twice.
1: Right, right, right. And then
0: she got real famous by herself. And so people are like, you messed up, JYP. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she's probably fine she seems fine (laughs) and twice (laughs) is fine too. Everyone's fine. Oh, that I will just give you a moment. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows, but another thing that you said in the sixth episode is that you do not like twice. Would you like to update that? That that is
1: a correction. (laughs) True. Absolutely. I love twice. Twice is great. I was wrong. I didn't like them then, but I love them now. (laughs) (laughs) and my
0: final note for jyp is that like the sm building you can visit the jyp building in korea and they have a public cafe on the first floor so like you're allowed to go in and hang Mm -hmm. out and whatever so if you want to visit jyp you can all right next up in the timeline is Lim entertainment which was founded in 2003 by lee jong-yup and lee jong-yup was born in 1974 in busan And he moved from Busan to Seoul to be an actor, but he got a job moving equipment for concerts and then slowly found his way like into the music business.
1: What a fun story. Yeah.
0: And I found an interview quote from him where he said once, in Korea, idol singers can survive only when they're cleaner than priests. Nonsense. (laughs) But they live with it. An idol is someone who shows their life to countless people and earns their living by being constantly criticized, despised, and loved. Yikes. True. Yeah. But harsh. Yeah. So Lee Jung-yup does not write or produce any music himself, but claims to have come up with all of the ideas for everything that Infinite ever did (laughs) and had the final say in like all of their activities. And he says he like came up with the music videos and like, he came up with everything, but he does not seem to have any music writing credits, credits or skills, yeah. but he was very involved. Um, he also was quoted once as saying that he doesn't care about charts and mm-hmm. that he doesn't even have a melon account and like doesn't even <laughs> look at those things. Fair enough. Um, but he got in really big trouble in 2020 because he got drunk on a live stream with Infinite oh, you yeah. and another guy. And he was super drunk and he called Sung Q fat and then he like hit one of the other guys and was like swearing at him and he was like, Did you just hit me on camera? And he was like, So what? So what if I hit you? And he had to publicly apologize yeah, for being a drunk mess. <laughs> and I also saw that on like the Korean version of Glassdoor, which mm-hmm. is a website where after you quit a job you can go like anonymously yeah, yeah, yeah. review it. And basically on the Korean version of Glassdoor, people who worked at Woolim say that like, oh, it's a really like, it's a tight knit company and everyone feels like family mm. but because of that the ceo uses very abusive language with Ooh. everyone in a like but we're friends i can talk to you how i want oh so like yeah he might be kind of a dick mm. but oh Wulim's first group was Epic high okay and their most recent group is drippin who debuted in 2020 and some other notable Woolim artists throughout history are infinite Kwan Unbi, Lovelies, Golden Child, and Rocket Punch. Um, and I didn't really have a way to like quantify their sound. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like Woolim always made like K-pop-y K-pop. Very like, K-pop. All of these yeah, groups yeah, yeah, are totally. groups that I think of as like, yeah, mm-hmm. they make
1: K-pop. Yeah, infinite golden Yeah, every single one of these. Um, especially like Rocket Punch. They're one of my new favorites. Like, yeah. Very, very um like fitting the mold and mm-hmm. like the current trends of whatever K pop is.
0: Um Woolim was like essentially bought out by SM in twenty thirteen. They still have like run independently all of this time, but like there's SM subsidiary. owns them somehow. Yeah. So that's Woolim. Great. The next one I had on the list, and I came, this was the same problem I came up with in the establishing artist episode because it does not make any sense to me. <laughs> but I have to at least mention that this company exists because you'll see the name. But Kakao M slash Loan Entertainment mm-hmm. was technically founded in 2005 to debut IU, but the company itself originally started in 1978 as a company called soul records that made language learning cassette tapes okay we talked about that then but this company is incredibly confusing mm-hmm. because Kakao is a huge 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 monopoly that owns uh so many things so many things Kakao has like huge shares in like basically every company on this list like Kakao owns mm-hmm. everything yeah,
1: yeah, yeah and they have a Like shares in other things than just entertainment. Right. Because, like, Cacao is a messaging app. And then there's like, they, I think, have like phone services and like internet providers. And then I also think that they have like food production companies and like they literally do everything.
0: Yeah. They do everything. Major,
1: major company.
0: But the plain like Cacao label, which I think is now called Epics. Only has IU and Woods as mm, like artists, but they own so many other companies. Yeah, 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 whatever. I just had to mention it that that one exists, but I can't make sense of it mm-hmm. or how it makes any sense.
1: And I feel like in general, aside from IU and Woods, Kakao seems to be like of sort of behind the scenes or just like more of like the silent investor yes. of these K-pop companies because there's a lot of them on this list that are subsidiaries of Kakao or loan and but like the artists themselves are not represented by Kakao they're represented by such such, whatever, such whatever. company or whatever
0: yeah all of this is very complicated whatever capitalism okay moving on speaking of complicated here we go <laughs> next up is we'll start with the with the now sub label but the founding label of big hit music mm-hmm. which was founded in 2005 by Bang Si-hyuk who is also known by the pseudonym Hitman Bang yeah because he got his start as a writer for JYP he was he wrote so many like hits in the first gen and was like the director of like had a very high up position at JYP mm-hmm. until he left to start his own company he has 14 major awards as a song producer like song producer of the year mm. and stuff and i do want to do a hitman bang dive yeah producer very dive. soon because i want to get into like these hits that earned him this name yeah hitman being the hitman <laughs> um and i feel like uh, Bang Shi Hyuk is kind of low key compared mm. to a lot of these other founders he True. seems like kind of a shy person that isn't as interested in the
1: spotlight as like JYP is oh yeah or even Lee Suman, like in the sense that like Lee Suman does not shy away from like being in like Boa's reality show or being in the I Am documentary or being at the concert or whatever or like, wearing he's his conductor out and outfit
0: in Kwangya Express exactly, videos exactly exactly
1: <laughs> but like bang he kind of like he seems more reclusive like he doesn't really get like he doesn't speak a lot publicly I right feel like and i
0: saw like uh, an interview with boo from 17 and they asked about like oh Pletus got bought by big hit like have you met hitman bang and he said like we had to literally at like months went by and we'd never met the CEO. And I like asked somebody like, can we meet him? And he was like, Oh sure. I just thought you didn't want to. And I thought I would just stay out of it. I didn't want to pressure you. Mm. And so like, I don't know, he seems very like, hands off hands off and like unassuming yeah. and like a bio like a little bio i read about him was like he was a very shy kid who like didn't like to play sports and was just kind mm. of obsessed with music and like i don't know he has a much he seems to have a much more low-key personality mm. than a lot of these other ceos but who knows interesting interesting the first group at Big Hit was Glam. Mm-hmm. And we talked way more in that Establishing Artist episode about all the problems with Glam. Yeah.
1: And we've also gotten them in the random game where we learned about them for the first time.
0: And the newest group at Big Hit is New Jeans. And obviously, they are BTS and TXT are kind of the only other uh, groups that are actually under the Big Hit
1: label. label.
0: Because in 2021, they because Big Hit is so big and had their hands Mm. in so many things and owned so much stuff, it was like, okay, we need like a rebrand and a parent company. So now the whole endeavor is called Hybe, but TXT and BTS get to stay under Big Hit, Big Hit. Mm -hmm. And then everybody else is now under this bigger Hybe label. So, and then under a
1: sub label from that as well. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, but also, uh, K Will and 8 and Alm were under a big hit at one point. And then Adore is the parent company for New Jeans. And the lady who runs that seems to be a piece of shit as well. <laughs> um, then they also have Source, which is what La Seraphim is mm-hmm. under. Then they have B Lift, which is what In is under.
1: Interesting that all of these sublabels essentially have only one yeah. group.
0: Because then it's just like I'm sure it's just to keep because this because this endeavor of Hive is so 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 big now and has their hands in so many things. Mm. I'm sure they just want like focused teams to pay attention yeah. to like just this group so that people don't get spread too thin mm. is probably sure. the or so that they can blame someone else
1: (laughs) have one specific team to point Yeah, it's your fault (laughs) you only had one artist (laughs) they also bought zico's
0: label which is called Mm. co's i think it's koz koz i don't know um so that's the other high subsidiary subsidiary as well it's Pledis, which we'll get we'll talk about Pledis on its own because i think they they still run
1: independently
0: as well Um, And the sound of Big Hit is mostly due to Hitman Bang, as well as P-Dog, Slow Rabbit, Supreme Boy, and then RM, J-Hope, and Suga from BTS make the majority of the music for people under Big Hit. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, as I explained, HYBE is now the name of the parent company for all the sub companies because they own so many things
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and a, a notable thing is that in 2021 big hit or hybe made 1.2 trillion won wow. and was the first south korean music agency to pass 1 trillion won which is 838 million american dollars <laughs> so they're printing money over there um they also started hybe america which is run by scooter Braun, who is a bad person
1: so boo and they also bad people in the music industry i know (laughs) like really (laughs) high up in the bad in the music industry just like bad bad
0: people i know
1: i'm even thinking back to like Whatever
0: you know, what we're not we're, we're not here to fine. talk about that. It's fine. Uh, Hype has their own social media app that is called Weverse, and they established this in 2019. And if you've noticed, if you are fans of any other artists, they have been working on getting every other company to move to Weavers. Mm-hmm. They bought and killed V Live to put more people on Weverse and like part of the SM fight was like Hybe wanted SM Mm because they just want everyone on their app. Yeah. Like I think that Hybe has gotten so, so, so rich because they're like, they do everything themselves. And Mm -hmm. they're like, we have our own TV channel and our own apps and our own website. And you have to come to us and Mm -hmm. we don't
1: share. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then in the case with like V live, they've gotten so big and they have so much money that they can buy another company and then just be like, well, we don't want you to compete with ours. So we'll just get rid of you now. Cause like we bought you. So now we don't need you anymore. And it's like, Oh, well like, I don't know. Is that what happened with G friend? Is that what happened with newest? Like, are you guys just buying stuff so that you can get rid of of the competition? I don't know.
0: know. Uh, It's a
1: suspicious pattern. Suspicious pattern.
0: (laughs) And I definitely saw like, there were some pretty troubling quotes that came out of like hype executives during the SM fight. Like the people in charge of hype, like this is just capitalism is a disease and greed is a disease, but they just kept talking about how like, k-pop is dying like it's not growing as fast as it used to and if it doesn't infinitesimally grow then we're all failing and it's like calm down like i don't know i don't like this idea that like k-pop's dying because it's not getting me rich as fast as it did last year like it's not dying it's actually like
1: better than it's ever been actually i was like (laughs) i feel like that's just patently wrong (laughs) like it's a as somebody who's been documenting the growth of k-pop i would have to disagree i disagree and also tease for a k-pop
0: the quirk that i'm still working on but somebody wrote in an a (gasps) screed in, their epi- in that episode as part of their answer. Things they don't like. And they yeah. essentially said that Hype is straight up evil.
1: Yeah, they did. I remember reading that and being like, wow, that was not really about the prompt, but I like it.
0: But yeah, they <laughs> used their moment to say something. So look forward to that. Look forward to that. Not our words. They're Not yours. mine. But someone else said <laughs> that they are evil. So we will see.
1: <laughs> uh all right, next on the timeline is Cube, which was founded in 2006, originally as PlayCube Incorporated. We've talked about Cube in several episodes, a few bonus episodes <laughs> as well that were less uh, factual and, and more, more ranty. Ranty, <laughs> um, But they, uh, Cube was founded by Hong Song Sung and Shin Jong-Hua, uh, aka Simon Hong and Monica Shin. Simon was the former president of JYP and then left that company to establish Cube. Um, but Hong actually resigned from Cube in April 2020 after an ownership dispute that... I didn't really look too much into because I don't care, but also seemed to be kind of nasty. And he was like very bitter about this fact that I guess he got kicked out um, because he said, quote, it didn't take much time for me to realize they, whom I thought would be good partners that provide mutual help, had no intentions of working together with me. Um, because basically Cube got like bought out by a larger investor. And then I think the larger investors were like, we don't want you. We want Monica. Mm. So Monica's the current CEO. OK, go for Suck her. It. <laughs>
0: i wonder if that, that feels like it would make for a rough time at home yeah
1: <laughs> yes i i would think so i would think so oh well i don't know if they're a couple
0: oh i thought it did said... i say that
1: they're no 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 that's a oh father. that's a different, that's company. A different oh, company oh my god oh my god company. excuse me no 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 they're they i, like, oh, I don't shit. think they're a couple no 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 no, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe they were. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she's in charge now and he doesn't work there anymore. Okay. Um, their very first group was for a minute, the five girl girl group, um, <laughs> with Hyanna in it, of course. Um, and as far as most successful, again, like I didn't really write that down for most of these, but I would argue maybe Beast, because they, at the time of the dispute when Beast left, were 45% of their shares Dang. or of their sales. And that seems like an insanely high. huge amount. <laughs> yeah. So I can only imagine that, like, it's got to be them. Um, but maybe at this point it's g Idol. So sure, who knows? I didn't look hits. up numbers. That's just an estimate. I'm yeah. like, well, I don't know <laughs> if I had to pick of all of these. Their most recent group, though, is a girl group that debuted um, just a couple years ago called Lightsum. Other notable ordi- artists from across time are Gina, CLC, Hyana, Troublemaker, uh, B2B, which was originally under a sub-label called Cube DC and then merged with Cube in 2019. Uh, Pentagon, Joe Kwan as a soloist, G-Idle, Lightsome, and technically KDA because some of the members of G-Idle are, Ooh, are KDA. KDAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then we have uh, A-Cube, which is one of their subsidiaries. So A-Cube manages uh, Mm A-Pink. And so A-Pink was originally, I think we discussed this in the A-Pink deep dive, but so they were originally a subsidiary of Cube. But then in 2015, Lowen bought majority shares in A-Cube and it became a label independent of Cube, solely under loan as Plan A Entertainment. So A-Pink does not belong, is not represented by cube anymore but was originally under Mm -hmm, a sub label mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um their sound i they have a pretty variety they have a pretty varied sound from artist to artist because cube is known for having quote self-composing and self-producing idols so a lot of their artists they don't really have like in-house songwriters and producers their in-house songwriters and producers are like they were the members of Beast or like they were, are like Hui and like mm-hmm. Jinho and like Soyeon and like, etc. cetera. Right, right, right. Um, so the members themselves are like the songwriters. They have multiple subsidiaries. There's Music Cube, Music Cube Japan, Cube DC, Cube Japan, Cube Entertainment Japan, Starline oh. Entertainment, Cube TV, Cube TV Hangtime, and U-Cube, which is a joint subsidiary with Universal Music Japan. <laughs> so Cube is really big and they got a lot of shit. Next on the timeline is FNC. FNC Entertainment was founded in 2006, originally as a subsidiary under Mnet Media. It was called FNC Music. The name stands for fish and cake because the CEO is super Christian and it's about that uh, story of the like feeding the, the crowd. And the of the and yes, the fishes, yes, So the CEO is, or founder, I should say, is Han Song Ho. Um, he is a singer and a record producer who debuted in 19 19- But he didn't have much success as a soloist. Um, After he debuted, he released one album that I believe was called Good Day. And then he had a brief stint in a boy group called B, which I could find Zero information. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, but I think he definitely like always wanted to be a singer, and like that sort of failure in his own solo career is what pushed him to become right. a producer because he said, quote, I think that is why I put FT Island up on stage because they would accomplish my unfulfilled oh, dreams. No. <laughs> that is also why I put C and Blue up on stage as well. So this guy's living vicariously through right. his artists for sure. At least he admit it. He, he's not delusional about it, A lot it, of these though. other JYP guys should admit would it. would not say that out loud. <laughs> this guy... Knows what he's about. <laughs> their first group was FT Island, um, and their most recent group is Cherry Bullet. But other noticeable other notable artists are, like I said, CN Blue and Flying AOA SF9 P1 Harmony. Uh, Cherry Bullet is technically under a subsidiary label called FNCW, which is specifically for the management of groups mm. um because they really blew that AOA thing so I'm sure
0: they had to uh yes. put some oversight on this or something to make sure they weren't
1: bullying each other in 2021 they fnc established two sub labels fnc b which is a joint venture with how entertainment and focuses on trot music which is fun so we should look into that later and then fncw which specializes in the management of girl groups and currently only manages cherry bullets so hopefully they're getting along we'll see (laughs) But they also have a pre-debut group that they've already announced that is called Hi-Fi Unicorn with an exclamation (laughs) point instead of an I in Unicorn. I love that. This is a five-member South Korean and Japanese boy group that is set to debut early this summer. And they they apparently were put together on the SBS show, The Idol Band Boys Battle, or they won that show. I don't know what that show is, but they won it. Great. Uh, FNC also has FNC Japan, which manages pre-kill or pre-kill a five member Japanese girl group that was also formed on a TV show. They debuted in January of 2022 and their name comes from the English words princess and kill because they're quote princesses who are here to kill the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and I, just I love thought that. That was really funny. So I had to write it down. Um, and their sound also has a lot of variety in it but they are the kind of main company behind the bands that right. are on the k-pop scene so especially with their first two major groups being ft island and cn blue um, and then now still representing n flying that's kind of their thing yeah although they've expanded for sure with like p1 harmony and sf9 right cherry because
0: sf9 won dance or band right and they chose dance <clears throat> exactly
1: exactly <laughs> and well isn't that why n flying is a band
0: yes I think so. I think so. That sounds right. Don't quote me on
1: that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next in the timeline, we have Pletus. Pledis was founded in 2007 by Han Song-Soo. Uh, and the name Pledis comes from the Pledis star cluster in the constellation Taurus. Um, and their goal is, quote, to nurture K-pop idol stars in training to become the most luminous stars of K-pop. Okay. Uh, but I didn't really look into Han Song-Soo. I just realized I was looking into Pledis instead. So okay. whatever, mm. we don't know who he is. <laughs> um, but their first artist was... Was a soloist named Son Dambi, who was regarded by media outlets when she first debuted as the female reign. Most successful group, definitely 17. I could say that without having to look up any statistics. Sure. I feel pretty confident in saying that it's 17. But their most recent group is Promise Nine, who debuted several years ago. So Twenty eighteen, I
0: think.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were in our first yeah. support girl group. So they have they do not churn out the groups at mm. Pletus for sure, um, but they do have other notable artists. Newest Hello Venus, which was a joint venture with Fantagio and Pristin. Um, they also had After School, Orange Caramel, Busoksoon, and Bumzu as a soloist, um, and they currently have an unnamed five member boy group that is in their pre-debut stages okay they have been announced to debut sometime in 2023 so sometime this year um but hoshi actually just recently introduced all five of the trainees to the crowd during the carrot land last month okay the boys were in the audience and they were wearing they were wearing masks and so hoshi was like i'm not supposed to do this actually i think the ceo will probably get mad and coops was like should we do it then and hoshi was like yeah screw it and then he wrote in over here and he said everybody put your hoods up like put your hoods on and so he like introduced his babies Aww. to the crowd and said uh no one knows where life will go so fighting and then the boo soon song played mm. and the five little trainees like did the choreo Aww. and it was really really cute so <laughs> we'll see what comes out of that they are uh, their identities have yet to be, to revealed. be revealed all right Uh, As far as the Pledis sound goes, I would say listen to our Bumzu deep dive and newest deep dive. And, like, that's the Pledis sound.
0: It's Bumzu, baby. Yeah.
1: Their in-house producers are Bumzu, Woozy, Beko, and female soloist Shannon. And, like, that's it. And those are the people who write all of the Pledis music. (laughs) Pledis is now owned by Hybe, but still operates as its own entity. Big Hit bought majority shares. Um, So Hybe became the parent label and is now the main distributor for Pledis. Um, But as we just said in talking about uh, Big Hit, hitman bang is like not involved in what <laughs> Pletus is doing um and they also have Pletus japan and a chinese division called excess entertainment i'm assuming is how that's that, pronounced i would guess x c s s so XS, i'm gonna take a wild right. guess yeah and say it's XS. i say you do it <laughs> Next up in 2008 we had Starship Entertainment. This is the couple that or this is the company that was founded by a couple. Okay, there we go. Kim Shidae and Sol Hyun-joon along with Kim Yong suk uh, Kim Shidae was a road manager for the co-ed group cool okay, from the first great. gen and she worked for big hit from 2005 to 2007 and then so Hyun ju Hyun excuse me worked for jyp so they both had experience in the music industry before deciding to start their own company that was definitely
0: like an interesting pattern that i noticed that like mm-hmm. as the years go on a lot of these ceos like started at one of the yeah. original companies and cut their teeth there and then were like i can mm-hmm. do this
1: myself which totally makes sense yeah. Yeah. with like the evolution of the industry mm-hmm. itself um i love yeah it's so fun to look back on it like so many years later i and think see how so it all, interesting <laughs> how all the dominoes yes sell
0: butterfly effect <laughs> exactly. through the industry
1: so Starship's first group or first artist was K-Will, who is a soloist. Um, we talked more about that and about him in the Establishing Artists episode. Their most recent group is Ive, a girl group who has been taken the world by yep, storm. Yep, they're so perfect. popular. First perfect all kill of
0: 2023 went to Ive this week. Nice. From, from our chart episode, if you remember Love what it. that
1: means. Yeah. Did you do your homework? <laughs> Have you been paying attention? <laughs> there will be a test. Other notable groups from Starship Entertainment Sistar, Monsta X, WJSN, which is also called Cosmic Girls, Boyfriend, and Cravity. Uh, some subsidiaries they have starship x which i think is more of like a hip-hop label they represent mad clown they have house of music which is mostly independent artists um and they were renamed highline entertainment a few years ago okay and then they also have king kong by starship which is for actors all right uh Starship Entertainment was bought by Lowen, aka Kakao M, uh, not too long ago. And they have previously partnered with other companies like Mnet in order to produce the show No Mercy, which is what gave us Monster X. And they also partnered with a company called Yuhua Entertainment, which we'll talk about in a minute, in order to manage WJSN. And they no longer co-manage Yuhua Entertainment. They no longer co-manage WJSN With Yuhua Entertainment, but I'll talk about that when we we get there. About Yuhua. Okay, great. Next up. W.M. Uh, this was founded in 2008. And it is not Wu Lim Entertainment. Right. It's different. Because this one was founded by Lee Won Min. So that's where we get the, the W.M. W-M. Mm-hmm. And this is where I found out that YG is just a dick okay. to everyone. <laughs> because Lee Won Min was a former singer who debuted in 1995 with this, like, pretty great pop ballad funk disco okay, album. Okay, cool. Um, But then he... uh. Man, he worked as a manager for a while. So like after he was a soloist himself, he started managing artists. He managed the girl group Papaya and he was YG's manager when he was a soloist. Oh
0: boy. And so the
1: article that I read was from this, like, uh, this, I don't even remember what the show was, but it was some reality show where like a bunch of different CEOs were working together. Okay. And when YG walked in, like, uh, woman one man is older than him and he like walked in and still called him manager and was like very like casual and like flippant and like one Min was clearly like he took it like nicely but was clearly like ugh this guy and his shit and then everybody else in the room like talked about how uncomfortable it was like when he left Eek. and they were like it's so rude to call him by that old title like he's a ceo now like that's really fucked up whatever it was like <laughs> bad vibes bad vibes <laughs> But anyway, uh, he started his own company in 2008. With the first artist was a soloist Te Gun, um, and his most recent artist is a also a soloist Lee Cheon. She's the Eyes One who is sisters with, the, with Itzy. the Itzy. Yeah, 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 yeah. All those Eyes Ones now are like spreading spread around, mm-hmm. and a lot. I feel like a lot of them are going solo, mm-hmm. as opposed to like others that kind of got scooped up and put into groups. We're getting more soloists this generation because the
0: io all the ioi groups seem deeply cursed Cursed. so it seemed like the eyes ones were like maybe it'll be safer to just be alone
1: yeah maybe maybe i don't know i don't know that's not what this is about (laughs) nope (laughs) other notable artists from wm is b1a4 oh my girl on and off um and this company was acquired by rbw in 2021 so wm is now a subsidiary of rbw also founded in 2008. 2008 was a big year for new companies. Yeah, seems like it. Now we have Brave Sound Entertainment, which was founded by Kang Dong Chul, aka Brave Brothers. As we've said many times, this is just one person, <laughs> but his producer name is Brave Brothers. He used to be a producer and composer for YG and collaborated with Starship for a lot of Sistar's discography. We talked mostly about Black Eyed Pilsung in the Sistar deep dive because they wrote their, like, title tracks, but Brave Brothers wrote a lot of their B-sides. Mm-hmm. And so And, and it was stuff. like, a, yeah, 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 it was like he, whatever, I guess signed some sort of contract with Starship because it was listed as an official collaboration, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, he has a background in organized, crime. Oh boy. He has 12 violence related crimes in his past, and he used to own a quote room salon business, which is a brothel. Holy shit. He talked openly about this on a TV show where he was discussing his life before running his own company and being a musician. And apparently, it was his love of Cypress Hill. Oh my god! <laughs> that made him decide to quit crime and pursue music instead. Wow! He also claimed in that same insane interview that he quote cannot read music. I don't even know the musical chords. Wow! I love failing upwards forever. <laughs> like that's wild.
0: That's wild. Bananas. The only time I've ever seen Brave Brothers in anything was on Queen Dum Two. And as a ploy to try to get Brave Girls votes, he showered the crowd in fake dollar bills that had his His own picture in the middle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And similar to JYP, his songs must start with Brave Sound. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, his first group was Brave Girls. And his really only other notable artist is the boy group DKB hmm. That's really it. That's all they got. So now we have Yuhua Entertainment and we kind of have to put a little asterisk on their inclusion in the list because Yuhua Entertainment was founded in 2009 by Duhua. But Yuhua is a huge Chinese entertainment company that produces music, TV, movies and all kinds of other stuff. But it established a Korean branch in 2014 and has collaborated with several other Korean companies, so right. it's worth at least mentioning. Yeah, I them. wanted to
0: mention it because it seems like the fun, like reverse of yes. like all these K-pop idols are, like, or companies are like oh, we have a China branch or a mm-hmm. Japanese branch to try to spread. I love it being the other direction yes. of a Chinese company being like, we need to make some K-pop. Exactly. <laughs> so they
1: have an off. Yuhua Entertainment still to this day has an office in Gangnam and they provide uh, tra- trainees to other companies. Um, so their very first group that they actually debuted and managed themselves was called Unique. Um, and their other notable artists they have Everglow, Tempest, Soloist Che Gena. They do still manage Wang Yibo of Unique. And then they also manage Changshao, Chu Xuan Yi, and Meng Mei Ji of W formerly of WJSN, because Yu Hua has collaborated with companies like Pletus and Starship to provide trainees and co-manage groups. So originally, Yuhua and Starship Entertainment together managed. WJSN and those last three women that I just named were the Chinese members of WJSN but then because of very complicated relations and things to do with that that I'm not going to get into, in they episode. had to pull the ladies of WJSN. So those three girls are still managed under Yuhua Entertainment, but they're now back in China. They're being actresses and doing things that are not related to WJSN at all. Makes sense um, to me. So yeah. So Yuhua is still enormous and still has an office in Seoul. Beautiful. Beautiful. Then we have RBW. RBW was founded in 2010 as Rainbow Bridge Agency by Kim Jin-woo and Kim Do-hoon. They were both uh, former directors at Cube before establishing RBW. So they worked together at Cube and then decided, let's do this ourselves. Okay, yeah. Um, their very first group was a hip hop trio called Phantom, and they were co managed with a company called Brand New Music. Um, but other notable artists from RBW are Mamamoo, One Us, One We, Purple Kiss, Cara, currently. The new, the new, yeah, combined the new version, future of version of Kara, mm-hmm. And a vocal group that kept coming up on all the lists called Vromance, <laughs> also sometimes called Bromance. Oh, cute. Adorable. Um, so they have um a an interesting concept that I didn't really see as far as their sound goes. Cause I would I would argue that all of their groups and artists have a pretty distinct very sound. distinct sound. They don't sound alike them, the way sure. that like an SM or a JYP or YG, I think you could say, sound really similar. But a lot of the groups have a specific main producer. So like mm. the founder, Kim Do Hoon, is the main producer for Mamamoo. And like Lee Sang-ho is for One Us. John Dawon for One We. Park Ji-young, different, not the JYP. Park Ji-young, not Jin-young, <laughs> for Purple Kiss. Um, so like these groups have one person that is like in charge of sure. their sound so their discography might so be that very the branding cohesive. can stay exactly but the artists underneath the umbrella of rbw i don't think sound similar to each for other. sure and they do a lot of i will say though they also focus a lot on vocals because like yes. Mama, Moo purple kiss like one us like all such strong strong vocalists yeah, all yeah, around. Yeah. They have, oh, the founder, uh, Kim Do I did see has multiple composition and songwriting awards from okay, 2011. Cool. So he's got a hand. It makes sense that he's like the main guy for Mamamoo, um, especially because they do so many different styles of music yeah. that it's like interesting that a, a group like Mamamoo that plays with their sound so much does have that one main producer. Yeah. That must be like a very... From everything that I've seen of like behind the scenes with Mamamoo and like Purple Kiss, they seem to be a very collaborative company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Solar is like as involved with the company as she wants to be. Like she had a major hand in like helping with Purple Kiss, but like the other members kind of seem to like take what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And like the C, like the founder being one of the main producers for one of their main groups. Like that seems rare, with the exception of like JYP. JYP. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so it's interesting. The, it seems like a slightly more um close-knit, like smaller yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of in-house company. Um, that's just kind of the vibe that I've gotten. But they have multiple subsidiaries, RBW Japan, modern RBW, WM Entertainment. They do have DSP Media, um, which manages Card and the boy group Mid A. And they formed Kara, but now Kara is under RBW. So sure. when RBW bought DSP. They signed Cara under themselves. Sure, sure, sure. They also have Urban Works Media, Cloud R, RBW Vietnam, and All Right Music.
0: Oh, Vietnam. That's interesting. I
1: feel like that doesn't come up very often. No, very rarely. Then in 2011, we have Fantasio, which was originally founded as NOA Entertainment, which stood for Network of Asia in 2008. But it was renamed in 2011 with a new focus on K-pop. So Network of Asia actually wasn't Focused on producing K pop music. It wasn't until 2011 when they rebranded as Fantagio because the founder, Na Byung Jun, um, they had originally worked for Sidus HQ, which is a company that has come up in our like first gen episodes. Mm -mm -mm. Um, but the original company NOA was focused on talent training and manage and management primarily for actors. And then they rebranded in 2011 to train and debut K-pop idols instead. So their first group was actually a joint venture with Pledis Entertainment and that was Hello Venus. Um, so they managed that together with Pledis for a few years and then that collaboration dissolved and uh Fantagio like took hello venus without like two of the Pledis members and then like con- replaced those members mm-hmm. and continued hello venus without them other notable artists are astro and wiki they're pretty small company in the sense that that's kind of it they don't yeah. really have anybody else. and i also
0: feel like there were headlines a year or two ago about like is Fantagio gonna run out of money, or like yeah. they had to like get new investors and someone to like pump some cash in because mm-hmm. like something was not going well at Fantagio? Yeah,
1: but they do have three subsidiaries and they are international, which I thought was very interesting. They have Fantagio Hong Kong and they have a play- a subsidiary called Metagio, which is in Singapore. Okay, and then they have Studio Invictus, which is a drama production studio. So they're trying to get their hands in a couple different things. Things. All right. Then in 2012, we have a company called C9. This was founded by Kim Dae Soon and was originally started as a one man company for the artist Yoon Hwa, Yun Ha, Yun Ha. Uh, And that one man company was named We Alive and it eventually merged with a few other indie labels to launch C9. So their first artist was Yoon Ha. Um, But other notable artists under C9 are CIX, Signature, which is under a subsidiary of theirs called J9 Entertainment and Epics. They also have as uh, former artist Good Day. That was their first, like, group. Um, they used to manage the rapper Cheetah for a very long time, and they also managed SES Eugene as an actress. Oh, okay. um, but they seem to have partnerships and or mergers with, like, a few different companies, Gigi Entertainment, Bank Korea, and CI Entertainment, but I don't really know the details of it sure. because who cares? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Two of our our last two companies were founded very recently. We've got 2017. This is called High Up. And they were fa- High Up was founded by Black Eyed Peelsung in partnership with CJ ENM Entertainment. Uh CJ ENM, well, I guess it's not entertainment because CJ ENM is like a massively large company mm-hmm. that does all kinds of stuff, food, beauty, TV, music, literally name it, CJ's does it does it? Um, but so black eyed Peelsung producers that we've done a whole deep dive on. Yep, listen to see it. that for more. Um, they started their own company. They were musicians themselves, producers heavily involved in Sistar, etc. Their first and like only, only. group. Oh, they right had that
0: now. one. Um, they have the duo. They have the two boys. I can't remember their name now, but they, we wrote about it in the deep dive. Okay, they have great. a second group and it's two boys. Wonderful. But other than that, just it's safety.
1: Stacy. <laughs> Stacy is the group of High Up Entertainment. Um, they have four trainees. Okay, and that's cool. it. <laughs> um, but in 2021, Kakao acquired High Up. So, in addition to originally being a partnership with CJ ENM, it is now a subsidiary of Kakao. So it goes. <laughs> then our very last, most recently formed company that we are going to talk about today. Don't come for me. Yeah. Is P Nation, which was founded (laughs) in 2018 by Psy. Their very first artist was Jesse. Um I think we talked more about P Nation in our Gangnam Style episode because yeah. we talked more about Psy, P-Sy himself. How P-Sy's doing. Yeah, and we talked about like who Psy is, so more information on that. Um, other notable artists formerly Hyuna, E-don or, or I guess Don, sorry. E-don. I'm so sorry that's how it was written <laughs> on the Wikipedia and I just wrote it down and didn't even question it, okay? My Oh, no, it's okay. Bad. It's okay. Hyanna, Dawn, and jesse they were the like three original artists that signed with P Nation. All three of them have left. Currently, they manage TNX, Psy, Crush, and Heize. Heji, Heize. Heji, hey, hey, Um, And personally, I have a lot of questions about what's going on at P Nation currently because they have nine former trainees that all left in 2020 and 2021, mm. which is also around the time that their original artists started. Right. And now they currently have only two trainees. So they seem to be a bit of a mess.
0: Yeah. I, I I believe it. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens, but it might be, it might be like a similar case of like, what happened with, like, Rain and J-Tune of, like, yeah, yeah. I'm a singer, like, I know how to run a company, and, like, and maybe, maybe you don't he does not want to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. ooh, maybe it's hard, well, and maybe I'm maybe sure it's expensive, and, like, I'm I bet sure it's, it's not fun. am sure it's very expensive.
1: And-, and Psy already, as we talked about in the Gangnam Style episode, like, tried to self-fund several of his albums couldn't uh, afford it and went back to YG. Right. So like maybe you need to start calling up Kakao. They love yeah, to. Yeah, it seems uh, like they love Kakao to snatch up for Like do go be low end brand. <laughs> um but yes, that is the last like major company that we created a rundown for that is 18 different companies yeah, that's so that many is companies. currently active in the K-pop scene, okay? And we know that's that a there lot. are
0: a thousand other ones. And yeah, we
1: didn't even talk about like the little ones that managed people like Blitzers or uh, Ace or, you know, whatever. Yeah. All the, or uh, 50-50. Creaker
0: like, that owns exactly. the boys. Because all of those are just like one group companies mm-hmm. that are owned
1: by Kakao or are owned exactly, by whatever. Exactly, So it's all exactly.
0: very complicated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And those are called <laughs> one-man companies. Okay, So that's like, so C9 was originally started as a one-man company for this one soloist. And then they started to, to grow. But they didn't grow until they literally merged with other labels. So, like, a company that only manages one artist... Like if that's, I think ACE is like the only com, the only group under their art or their company, or they were for a really long time. Like they would need to either get bought out or merge with another label before they could really start expanding yeah. and like doing anything major because sure. shit's expensive. y'all. It
0: is. You got to keep these trainees housed and fed before they can even start trying to make you money you got to have a lot of capital up front so i i understand the whole
1: thing about like the the k-pop model in general right is that these companies have to like that's one of the reasons people criticize the contract so much is and you know i'm not saying that it's not without doesn't deserve criticism i'm just stating facts here yes um but one of the main criticisms is the way that like k-pop idols debut in debt essentially because they did not pay for the training they received so now you're going to pay for it out of the profits that you make which like on paper yes that makes sense and like it it's shitty and it's Mm -hmm. got a lot of things to criticize about it but like it's a wild thing that these companies are doing investing millions of dollars in these literal children who may or may not ever become famous like it's such a gamble Yeah. It's
0: such a gamble. It's such a gamble.
1: It's people are throwing their hats in the ring every freaking day. Every day, yeah. (laughs) More
0: companies, more groups popping up all the time. Everyone's trying to see what they can make of themselves. Yeah.
1: But our last thing on the list are kind of some fun exceptions. Um, the first is some companies that were started by groups in order to stay together. Um, so we did mention Beast as being um, under the label Cube because they were a major group for Cube, like I said, 45% of their mm-hmm. sales. Um, but then... In a whole long, complicated dispute, which we are not going to go into the details of, but maybe when we do a deep dive of them, we will. Mm -hmm. um, They left Cube, renamed themselves Highlight because Cube would not allow them to take their name Mm -hmm. and started their own company called Around Us Entertainment. And I'm pretty sure Highlight is the only company. Yes, because it's them. them.
0: It's their own company. It's theirs. There you go.
1: One man company.
0: Um, and similarly, Shinwa. in our l- last week's episode about 2003, we talked about how SM said, fuck you, Shinwa," you can't have that name. <laughs> yeah. And they fought about it for 12 years. Once they finally won, they started Shinwa Company. Because it's our name To be Shinhua. <laughs> and so they like managed themselves and have released all of their fun like comeback songs yeah. uh, as just Shinwa because they won.
1: Yeah, good for them. And then the last thing on our list is just a quick list of 10 artists who have started their own companies. And most of these companies are one-man companies with a very few exceptions. Rain Company started by Rain. He does have one boy group under that label. But then we have Bridge started by Hyolin of Sistar. Team Wang for Jackson Wang. Connect Entertainment for Kang Daniel. AOMG is a hip hop label that was originally started by J Park. This is by far the largest label on the list as far as idol started labels go, Mm -hmm. because um, I believe it's now. I think AOMG is a subsidiary of like 88 Rising or something. It could be wrong. That sounds right. But I think I think they got bought out or partnered Partnered with somebody else. But there are many. Artists under AOMG that are like recognizable names. Gray, Loco, uh, Yu Yum of Got Seven, and Lee Hi are all signed to Jay Park's label. Um, so that's definitely like the biggest mm-hmm. of the idol started companies for sure. SNP Entertainment was started by Kim So-hye, who is a former IOI. She is the only artist under that label. Uh, but she also, um, I read that she does, she uses her own label to like promote fan signs and stuff at her parents' restaurant. Oh, <laughs> cute. <laughs> uh, Chromosome Entertainment Group was recently started by Lei Zhang, and it is currently recruiting trainees. All right. Like, he actually has two companies because Shang Yixing Studio manages his own activities in China. So uh Yiixing manages his own work under his own company and recently started a new company in order to manage other artists. So he's the only person under Zhang Yixing studio but he's recruiting for new people under chromosome.
0: Okay, I would assume that he finally started this company because as long as he was still under SM, SM was operating an SM studio in China just for lay.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. So now that's Zhang Yixing Studio.
0: Beautiful. Still love just it for Le. my boy.
1: <laughs> then we have RRR Entertainment, which stands for Real Recognizes Real. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that was started by Wonder Girls, Yubin, and represents former Wonder Girls member, Hielim, oh, which cute. is so cute. I so love cute. that. Then we have, as you mentioned earlier, KOZ or Cause Entertainment, uh, which was started by Zico but bought by HYBE in 2020. So that's now a subsidiary. And then, last but not least, Bi of Icon started his own label called 131 Label. This is also a subsidiary that I got a little bit confused about when I was reading it, but it is its own label and it produces his music. So it may. There we the go. <laughs> And 131 is B-I.
0: Oh, yes, it is. That's cute. That's cute. I love that. Well, there you go. There's our updated rundown of some K-pop companies that you probably will hear about someday, sometime. Or at the very least,
1: a list of K-pop companies that are currently active in the K-pop industry in April 2023, yes, at 2:44 p.m. <laughs> PS time, Tuesday, April 4th. Yes,
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I do think that it's really interesting because, like I was saying, in the first gen, like it's just SM and DSP, and then like YG shows up, but like YG was doing a very different, like hip y mm-hmm, thing. And mm-hmm. then by the time we get into the full swing of the second gen, the big three exists, right? Totally. SM, JYP, YG. Like that's it, and every. Mm-hmm. else is just wishing they could catch up to them yeah and now i feel like sometimes people say like oh the big four to throw a big hit in there because they make the most money Mm -hmm. but i feel like even that doesn't feel relevant like i feel like the playing field feels so much more even even that like i don't even know if the big four is like fair because like yeah. i've is like one of the biggest groups right now right now in april yeah and that's a absolutely. starship company and that's i literally just and,
1: like, read that starship is being starship is talked about as they call like one of the five most yes yeah, so he's saying like companies. big five like now we're getting so, crazy like,
0: we don't need big five like yeah i don't know they're just i mean companies. there's just, <laughs> they're just
1: a bunch of companies now and like it is interesting kind of to lay them out chronologically where you like sort of see like oh 2008 we had like four different companies that all came out um and so like between and i'm sure there
0: were a ton more but those are the ones that have managed to stick around yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. and like maybe not got immediately bought up by something else (laughs) um but it is also interesting to see the way that they sort of like peter out a little bit after 2012 of like oh nobody's really like going or at least nobody has really been able to like carve out a a real big chunk. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know, man, there's there's tons of companies and the companies are constantly changing because everybody's always Buying stuff and stock markets are a thing that yeah, changes because, other like I things said, and capitalism I is a disease and all these people there's all these are people making all in this suits money offices trading numbers and zeros and yeah. on the computer and pretending like it's real. And they didn't do shit to earn it. All of these kids are having to dance
0: around for yeah. that money, so I don't really you give didn't a shit. Do the dance <laughs>
1: Do the dance,
0: boys. If you dance, you can have the money. That's what I say. Absolutely. But whatever. So anyway, I hope that that was um, helpful and comprehensive comprehensive and and, um, accurate. accurate. (laughs) And with that. And
1: if it wasn't, don't tell us. Don't tell me. I
0: don't want to hear it. Don't thumbs down this video. Keep it to yourself. Just keep it to yourself, okay? We're just trying. And with that hope to the universe, we'll be right back with a random game. All right, we are back. And this week, the random number generator gave us a former boy group from 2017 called MVP which did stand for Most Valuable Player, which is what it stands for. So, so good on you. Good on you for not doing (laughs) something weird. Uh, This group had seven members initially, and by the time they quietly, weirdly disbanded, there were five of them. Yes. Um, Uh,
1: And they disbanded in 2022, according to one of the members' Instagram posts, uh, which is never a real good sign. Um, But unfortunately, so they're under PH Entertainment, which is – clearly a very small company because it wasn't on our list obviously <laughs> um so like who even is that um but anyway uh ap- they debuted with a full album um which was called manifest um oh no sorry it's a mini album but then after their debut they did not put out anything it had seven tracks they did not put out anything for like three and a half years. One of their members enlisted and like got oh, out wow. in the time it took. And then when they finally came back, they only came back with a single. Um, so they don't have, they have too many albums and two singles. Um, and then they quietly disbanded in 2022. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Fun facts. Some one- fun facts. Uh,
0: one of the members... Rayun was a b- backup dancer for BTS at some point. I don't know if that was before or somewhere in the middle of this. <laughs> Maybe I don't right in between. And uh, there's also a set of twins in this group who are named Bin and Jin. But B E E N. Yes. Bean and Jean. <laughs> Well, Ben, like, I've been there. <laughs> but it's written in Korean. It's yeah, bean, bean, bean.
1: Bean and, bean. Jean, and Jean. Jean. and But bean. I thought that
0: was cute. I love, I love twins in K-pop. Yeah. And it looks like a bunch of them also ended up on the unit womp, at some point. Womp. Bummer. Uh, but their only, or, you know, their most popular and one of their only music videos is their debut music video, which is called Take It.
1: Yes. And according to their fan wiki, this is supposed to be a genre called Glitch Step. Okay. Which is a combination of glitch, hip hop, and dubstep. So I'm oh, a little boy. worried about what we're about to hear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to pull up MVP Take It and watch it with us, please do so. And just press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Oh, oh. PH, PH Entertainment. Entertainment. Nice little opening. Okay
1: bright pink hallway and some
0: glitches we're getting the glitches glitches
1: oh we're getting a lot of different okay this is like a stadium and a locker room oh then like a dance room so many different okay okay here we go it's so glitchy (laughs)
0: listen how glitchy it is yep that's kind of what i thought it might sound like
1: sure i want to try to see the twins gravelly voice that's fun yeah they're just, like, really rapidly flashing between, like, sitting in the locker room or in one of these, like, huge rooms for dancing. This kind of feels like an old-school EXO music video. I was going to say that. I don't know if it's the lockers that are making me think of Love Definitely, Me, right? Definitely. But-, but also, the rooms kind of... They don't look like the room in Overdose, but they're the same kind like of big music old video. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is so far more melodic than I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah, there's like pretty harmonies in Mm. this.
0: I like definitely don't hate this at all. Not
1: at all. I was worried it was going to be loud. Where are the twins? This is a pretty dance focused music video, which is fun. I always love that. Yeah. But the choreo is intense. In that they're like going real hard. Very into it. Ooh, knees.
0: I also love that they like kind of all have the K-pop boy haircut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like some blondes and some brunettes, but they all kind of have that. The same, same haircut. haircut. Yeah. Lots of like gel, like their hair looks kind of
1: like wet and yes. stringy. Oh,
0: that little cute little pony mohawk moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Like an undercut. But, like the blonde one has that same haircut. I think they all do. Yeah. I do think it's the same, which is pretty funny. But I was just thinking, I was like, it would be impossible to spot the twins because if they are identical, how would you know that right. it's not just the same person you're seeing? You know what I mean? Yeah, true. And they all have the same haircut, so. I don't know. They all kind of look like twins. Yeah. <laughs> I like these, like, tough guy black outfits, though. These are fun. One of them is wearing a nice little choker. I'm sure they're MVP trophy. Gotta have it. Oh, spray oh, the champagne, champagne, champagne everywhere. Man. In your nice little sweater. I did see that there's also a... Rah! There's also a oh that's a fun logo yeah that's MVP. cute I like it wow well, R I P MVP yeah Sorry um, but it didn't I did work out. see that they have a choreography version of that okay. if you want to check it out it nice exists.
0: good all right weekly recommendation time is there anything that you would like to recommend to the people this week
1: oh dear I have been not up to date on my things hold on one second that's okay. Do you, I'm not sure. Do you have? Anything? I do
0: have a few things I'd like. Ooh, to a few. Talk about okay, like what? Okay, first of all, Chot Sarang is back. Oh, okay, sure. So always excited about that. Their new single is called "Shining Bright," and it is a perfect. Song. and i love this group so much and i want them to never change and um yeah they're just so cute and fun and they make such cute fun girly girl girl k-pop and i love it so excited about that great also A Pink is coming back this week <gasps> yes. teasers posted this morning song sounds great they look beautiful it is still kind of odd and it like makes my heart just a little bit sad to only see five of them, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Life goes on. I'm just happy that they're making something. So happy to like have my A-Pink back. So looking forward to that. Um, also, this isn't a recommendation, but Tamin is home and everything is right Yay! in the world.
1: <laughs> we did Tamine it. Tamin is home. Shovels.
0: we did it. We, we did it. Did it.
1: We Look did at it. us. Who would have thought it? All members out of the military, we did it! Gang! We did it! We
0: did it! We it's did so it! Exciting. We made it!
1: Everybody, stream Timmy mean your favorite thing, whatever it is, because mm-hmm. he deserves it. Our baby's home, and he has a second cat.
0: Yes, he got a second <laughs> cat.
1: It's all so exciting. Oh, Timmy! that means that we're definitely gonna get shiny back in may for their 15th anniversary i don't have to wait and see for that one because i know shiny would never let me down they've never once in their lives disappointed me i don't think that they'll start now yeah i totally so looking forward to that next month because it's already fucking i know it's already (laughs) april so
0: it's happening Yes. Um. And, oh, I just wanted to make sure that you saw this because I mistakenly thought that Minhyuk had just quietly already gone to the military, but he left this morning and look at them all.
1: Oh, I knew we'd get a picture <laughs> get cut.
0: I love that Shonu's wearing a different colored t-shirt so that he really stands he really out. He
1: stands out. <laughs> Shonu.
0: But I love, I, it's, it's very interesting to me. If somebody knows the answer to this, I'm so curious as to why they get to post this. Why does Shonu get to be in the in pictures? Because picture. I feel like other people, like when Shiny was hanging out with Timmy and, like keep with the pictures on Bubble and then yelled at everybody for posting them mm. and like they don't seem to be able to like. I don't know. Like, why does Shonu get to hang out with Monsta X and it's not it weird? Might. I feel like it's it just because he still lives at home
1: and it doesn't matter. Well, it might depend on their type of enlistment, but I also think it might depend on the type of leave that they're on. Mm, um, like, like they if might, he's might on have, vacation yeah, yeah. Right yeah, yeah now, like, it's fine. or if it's like if it's a sick day and like you know what I mean. Like, oh, he took that day off, but like he's not actually on leave, so like don't take, post the. I don't know. Who yeah, knows? I don't know. Who knows? But I'm gonna see the him anyway. So it's Yeah, let me show you. Mm. He's coming home soon. He'll be home too. really soon. We're just so trading. True. So soon. Just so trading
0: true. all these boys out. Get it yeah, yeah, in and out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, cool. Um, all right. If you would like to talk to us, we can be found all over the place. We are at AMA pod on Twitter, Instagram, AMAK at gmail.com you can send us email or send us voicemails 181 pop 5 you can also text that number PO box 26096 Los Angeles California 90026 for regular old mail head over to ask me about for merch it's about to be summer concert season and if you need a concert bag we sell those yeah clear concert compliant bags that say ask me about K-POP on them and they're perfect very cute. size it's a good has size has a little loopy
1: for a carabiner i i attached a separate purse um strap to it and then boom it was a little wraparound
0: yeah so get one of those if you want that's me about kpop.com uh patreon.com slash pop pod for bonus episodes and linktree slash amakpop to go to our youtube channel our spotify you can join our discord there and those are all the places to find us. Um thanks to our Discord listeners for being fun and funny. I enjoyed your little April Fool's Day <laughs> prank. And also someone on the Discord recently did a really in-depth survey of all oh, yeah. of the Discord Sensis. listeners. And they wanted us to go through it and maybe talk about it on like a bonus episode or something. So maybe we'll dig into that. Maybe we'll put it on Patreon. Maybe. We, I don't know. But Wizzy. it is very interesting to see. Well, I do love, love Y'all all have data. in common. I do love <laughs> data. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, But that is it. Thanks for listening to this. I hope you enjoyed the update. If there are other really old episodes that you'd like to be redone, let us know Mm because it's been a while. And if you didn't enjoy the update, don't let us know. I don't want to hear it. I don't want (laughs) to hear it. Leave me alone. Okay. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Jungian, you're our inspiration.